hello, and welcome to Fans of the Genre 32 for uh, Monday, June 26, 2017. I'm Brian Swanson. And I'm Mikey Krieger. And Rhodes is gone. Uh, he is on his honeymoon right now in be an, Hawaii. Being an island boy. Yeah, on his honeymoon with his wife. They're finally going to consummate their marriage. It's going to be beautiful. There's going to be pineapples and pelicans and... All kinds of wildlife and creatures. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Sweat. Uh, it's good. It's going to be very Disney princess esque with all of just the uh, forest creatures coming in. Humid. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So much humidity. It's going to be and muggy. sunburns. Yeah. Why um, would Rose ever go outside? We don't ever go I don't outside. Know. Yeah, he's a pasty white boy from Bellevue, Washington. He needs to stay inside. He's going to injure himself. It's disgusting. Uh, total disclosure: Brian and I. Uh, just died in a match of player nuns battlegrounds uh i don't know if he's still paying attention but i still have up in a window our friend's been going like 20 minutes without us something like that yeah yeah uh we died relatively early and he's down to the last nine people in a squad base which is groups of three or more so shout out to kevin huang get that chicken dinner yeah uh friend of the podcast our first guest um oh my god if he wins he gets us chicken dinner yeah. yeah. Go on, Kevin. Give me my first chicken dinner. I already came really close today. Got uh, third out of 97 with a couple kills. Uh, spawned on the exact opposite side of the map and somehow still made it down to the last three, which was exciting. Uh, I had a moment where um, my friend Carl was, uh, he was looking for some weapons and he was in the building and I saw two people trying to sneak up on him outside the building and they didn't see me so I just mowed him down and I think those were like my two my first two like uh kills well very recently but like th- they just had that that feeling of like desperation like if I didn't pull the trigger they would have you know that just makes yeah. that game so exciting it, it is like I when I got that close and like that was fucking like exhilarating and a lot of times when I get down to like the last 10 I think before I hadn't gotten past 7 or so mm-hmm. um, it had largely been me like hiding out like maybe you know hitting someone or seeing someone um, but like actually getting down to it uh, down to the end of getting a few kills like actually playing really well uh, Kevin just died oh no uh, number 6 sad boys uh, Team rank six, yeah. Oh, huh? well, all right. You didn't get us the chicken dinner, but um, that's fine. Uh, thanks for listening to our live commentary of uh, Player Unknown's Battleground match that we weren't a part of. Uh, for for long. Other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, close that out. So, but, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, in addition to sort of, like, playing a lot of Player Unknown, I've been also trying to, trying to bolster my library with games that I want to play this summer. Uh, and Steam's summer sale is currently going on, which is yeah. just deep, deep discounts on all sorts of games that are on the Steam platform. It started all of the games. All the games. Well, not all the games. No. But not all the games. Like, uh, there were a few games that you and I were kind of hoping for. And yeah. We didn't see any discounts, too. Um, it's, it's going on until July 5th, so uh, if you haven't checked it out yet... Um, Check out what our recommendations and and go look at it because uh, the deals actually uh, all are just there until the fifth. There isn't any like daily deal um, situations before where they've like sort of deeply discounted games in the past. Everything is just sort of at the price it's going to be at for the entirety of the sale. So, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, which yeah. I, I really like because, like, I just bought a nice fan for my room because it's 90-plus degrees in Seattle right now, and it's miserable. Um, so, like, I was going to use that money on games, but now I need to wait till Friday to spend that money. But... <laughs> But, but again, for this situation, it's actually really nice because, like, oh, I know these games are going to be there for a week and a half, and, like, I don't feel super compelled to just spend just copious amounts of money right now. Right. So I, re- I actually appreciate that a little bit. But um, So what are you buying? So, yeah, I, like I said, currently haven't bought anything yet, but uh, earlier this year, me and uh, Rhodes were talking about it in our group chat. Like, I really want to get into XCOM because I mm-hmm. picked up Invisible Ink, finally like it clicked with me and then um on xbox game pass i played xbox or uh xcom enemy within and i really liked it and uh so xfinity or <laughs> xcom 2 is now 20 dollars from its original price of 60 which is a uh, pretty good price drop it's awesome yeah so i'm gonna pick that up uh apparently it's being bundled with civ 6 right now um civ 6 is currently 36 dollars and this bundles 41 for both games uh 40- civ 6 and xcom 2 Okay, you mentioned this earlier, but I just realized the gravity of that deal, and that's fantastic. Yeah, it's so it uh, is a total of sixty five percent off for both of those games. It's normally one hundred and twenty bucks, and it's forty one eighty three right now. Yeah, those um, are two games I've really been thinking about playing. Yeah, and it's so it's twenty five percent off of what the cost of both of those games would be otherwise right now if you didn't get it in a bundle. Yeah, which those games are already like pretty steeply discounted. So I'm. I'm probably going to get XCOM through that, just spend an extra 20 bucks for one of the most beloved strategy games. So, and like, it, recently, I, yeah. Yeah, like, I haven't had a chance to get into Civ because I only just recently got a gaming computer. So, I'm um, going to give that a fair shake, and I'm excited about that. Um, I was really hoping that Nier uh, Automata was going to go on a bit of a steeper sale. Uh, same as Dead Cells, Nier Automata's 42 bucks when it's normally 60 um, which I, I mean, it's hard to get. It, it's a little shitty to get nitpicky about how much a game's on sale, but right. um, just for me personally, like I would have been comfortable spending thirty bucks on it right now. Uh, but it's only it, it only went down forty two. Yeah. Dead, I was gonna say Dead Cells went from seventeen dollars to fourteen fifty. Right. So like, like uh, yeah, like a buck or two, I can just hold off and wait until I'm you know. And I think I mentioned it to you, but Nier also, uh, I think, has been suffering from some some issues on PC, so might not even yeah. be worth picking up yet until that really gets sorted out. Yeah, and like I'll, you know, I'll get it later in the year. It's probably going to drop at some point, just standard. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, Invisible Ink I have on PS4, but it's six bucks on Steam. So it's something as like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take that to work, and on my lunch break, I'll get a, you know, a level of invisible ink out or something. Uh-huh. Right. That that might be worth six bucks because that game is awesome. Right. Um, so I bought Ori and the Blind Forest uh, yesterday, which I'm pretty excited to to give a to give a playthrough for the first time because of the uh, sequel coming out later this year, uh, next year, eventually. Yeah, it, it got announced at uh, Microsoft's Xbox event, but they never didn't show anything more than just a date so uh that's i'm excited for that it's yeah th- th- i mean i kind of went on about how much i love that game and neither of you have played it so uh, i'm excited for you to get into that and appreciate it because and i know that you like metroidvania games more than Rhodes, right because he's not excited for the new metroid remake 
and you and I were both pretty hot on it. So pretty stoked. Yeah, um, yeah, ten bucks for that game. That's insane. That's a really good deal. Uh, Hollow Knight, a kind of Metroidvania two D action game with Dark Souls mechanics, is uh, ten bucks. Normally fifteen. I might pick that up. Mm-hmm. Very um, cool. Yeah, uh, there's some good deals. There are, yeah. So, like, recent recently came out the Surge uh, is discounted by 25%. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V has been is just down down by 50%. There's a lot of good stuff. I was looking at Dishonored 2 for 20 bucks. Like, ooh, yeah, that, but I should probably play the first one. Yeah, I, I didn't get into the first one. I picked it up when the, the uh, Definitive Edition came out, mm-hmm. and it just didn't quite do it for me. Um. I, I don't know what it was. It's, I think a, a lot of it has to do with like this kind of steampunky aesthetic. Like I'm really not into steampunk. Sure. Um, but, I mean, a lot of people like uh, Dishonored Two, and a bunch of people have mentioned the, like this one level in it that apparently is like one of the best design levels, like that and uh, that Titanfall Two level with the time travel. Yeah. So like, when people kind of speak of something like that, like I want to play it for that. Um, but that's something normally I'd probably be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll like Redbox that, but I don't think that ever went to Redbox. And so, right. $20 might be the, my best way of getting my hands on that while like that level is still relevant and I can appreciate it. Sure. So, sure. You can also always just, just wait until it's like what five bucks or whatever, like the current, like dishonored one or 10 bucks. But at that point, like it's, it might not be as impressive. And like, I, I really actually want to like experience it as like, a groundbreaking thing while it's still kind of relevant like they're still putting up DLC for it yeah so it's one of those things that like I I like to be in the, I would want to be in the no one be like able to be like oh yeah this that was great from last year yeah and after playing Prey like I really kind of into what Arcane did with that and would definitely definitely want to give Dishonored as a series another shot yeah um, Wolfenstein the New Order is only 10 bucks so if you haven't played that like with New Colossus on the way that would be a really good pickup yeah i never finished it but i really loved what i played of new order and i I might go back to that um i've been in the middle of a kingdom hearts binge and we'll get to that but uh, i might need a palette cleanser and it might be wolfenstein you want to just jump into it um yeah uh real quick is there anything else that uh you saw from the the sale that you were kind of either hoping for or saw, saw something that like was intriguing to you not really. Uh, I've, I've been around the block a couple times in these Steam sales. <laughs> not, yeah, not. I need I need to look at my wish list one more time just to just to be sure. Just to be sure, and then realize two weeks from now that you spent all this money on uh, on Steam games you might not play. Yeah, like Stellaris is on my wish list, but I don't know if I would actually play much of that. Yeah. Um. Tokyo 42 didn't go on sale, which I guess it came out like two or three weeks ago, so you can't really be too expected. Um, Darkest Dungeons down to 10 bucks, which... That's a game that I feel like I'd be really into, but it's a really hard thing to kind of convince yourself to get, like, pick up. Kind of reminds me of, like, a game I'd want to play on my phone. Yeah, like, if... And that's something I'd probably, like, traveling, like, on my laptop, maybe. Or Yeah. Yeah, but... I don't know. And then Thimble, Thimbleweed Park is only 20% off. If I'm going to spend my money, I'll, I want to get the best deal out of it, I guess, is kind of where, like, my mind is coming from with that right. and uh, Dead Cells. Because, like, 
yeah, XCOM 2 is 66% off, like two-thirds off. Like, fucking crazy. It's pretty dope. And, and then with the uh, expansion coming, I think, in August, like, that would be a pretty good time to get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Steam Summer Sale is out. I'm sure that if you're into PC gaming, you're, you've already kind of poured over it, but it's always interesting. Like, this is... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super used to, like, checking it every day just to see if there's anything good on the daily sales. Um, like, whenever I used to look at it, it'd be like, oh, what's on Mac? Because that's what I, ha- I had exclusively until that point. So it never really got super into the sales, even though I would check them every day. But Right. Um, I, d- I do kind of like that excitement. It's pretty fun. Popping in. But, um, yeah, so what we've been playing... Uh, so you've been talking about Kingdom of Hearts a lot. Yeah, I, I've been really into Kingdom Hearts lately. Uh, I last weekend beat Kingdom Hearts one. Um, started on Friday, beat it on Sunday night, and then uh, started getting into Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, and that is the card-based uh, Kingdom Hearts game that came out on Game Boy Advance, and then was later ported to PS2, and then ported uh-huh. to PS3 in a collection, and then now that collection has been ported to PS4 is what I'm playing it on. Um, yeah, I remember, and I played it really before, ador- too. Adoring? Yeah, yeah, you played it in, like, November. I think you talked about it then. Um, but it, it's a... Initially, getting into it's a bit rough, especially right after, like, the day after beating Kingdom Hearts 1. Because right. um, on this version, the non-Game Boy Advance version, like, it uses the same kind of... the same engine and, like, the same kind of camera and movement that Kingdom Hearts does, except right. all of your attacks are assigned to cards in a deck that, like, quickly pulls through. Um, and at first, whenever you're just kind of stuck with your, like, first deck, it's not very exciting, but then once you start building it, you start getting invested in understanding, like, the placement of cards and, like, trying yeah. to build um, the synergies that they have. Mm-hmm. Like, it gets really fun, but about two-thirds of the way through, they just kind of up the difficulty curve on the bosses in a way that like kind of forces you to have to grind and grind a lot right um, so, so you can expand your deck and raise your HP and then earn more synergies and I'm just at the point where like I really wish that I'd played it on easy just because I'm trying to play through for like the story bits um, just to get really to get caught up before 3 comes out and I know it's a ways out but yeah um yeah, like, that was my intention, and now I'm at the point where, like, I know I still have, like, five more bosses to go. Like, I have to fight Riku two more times, and I have to fight... Um, Zexion and Mar- Marluxia. Yeah, and I think I have to fight Marluxia twice, and I'm yes. fighting Vexen for the second time, and I spent, like, an hour and a half trying to beat him yesterday. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, that game, like... You know, having the Kingdom Hearts aesthetic and like, like oh, like, it's a card game. Like that game's fucking hard. It is, and like, it's uh, it's like uh, a lot of it is like in the strategy of you know comboing your cards and building a deck that like allows you to quickly you know take advantage of those combos when you need yeah. them. And so uh, I found a couple abilities for me that d- that helped me do quite well, um, like the uh, is like is it the R's. Um, ARS something Arcana maybe like it's oh yeah a really yeah. good ability uh, there's one that like like the, 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 the sliding uh, the sliding attack where you just like yep. charge in at them and then you can use his other abilities like in, in tandem are really helpful 
but it, it can be really tough. <laughs> yeah, because the cards are assigned numbers, and that is, like, the way it works, like, rudimentarily is, like, if two cards are played at the same time, um, the one at the higher level uh, is the one that goes into effect, unless it's a zero, which will cancel any cards. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you can combo cards, and, like, it'll add up the total. So there's a lot of, like, quick, like, on-the-spot math that you have to do. Um, yeah. And, like... Because, yeah, like, if you put, like, put three cards, like, three sevens together, it'll do one attack. But if you do three eights or, like, any cards with a total of, like, 24 to 26, like, it will do this move. And so there's a lot of, like, planning that goes around that. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And um, if it, like, had just come out and, like, I were, like, into fully sinking my time into it, I would probably be more excited about it. Right. Um, but as I'm trying to, like marathon these games like after like because everything else I just blast through like my deck right now I don't think has any cards lower than six in it yeah just so I can bust through all those and like when you get to the bosses they have a lot of zeros and uh, they do a lot of like big combos so they're, they're canceling your attacks all the time and yeah. so like, it's really frustrating and also like whenever um, you get your attack cut off it like throws that card out of your deck and whenever you do a combo it tosses the uh first card used for the combo out of your deck so like if you get cut off uh during a heal you lose that heal for the entire game because your your deck will reshuffle and like you'll get all of your cards back and yeah like i keep losing all my healing cards and in these boss battles and it's really frustrating yeah that's where that strategy comes in of like weaving in like elixirs and having zero cards yourself and things like that but yeah there's a lot of levels to it it's very deceptively uh like really deep and uh I, I just want to get to three five three five eight days over two at this point like do you want to uh, cut, yeah, watch those cutscenes? yeah like I, I oh i just want to keep playing through the story because i'm really enjoying the mm-hmm. story and like I, and again like the story of kingdom hearts uh chain of memories like it's where it starts getting really convoluted but i'm super invested in it yeah and, uh, it it like makes you crave for those those like moments with organization 13 or whatever or Sora like yeah. uh, you know interacting with with his friends but it it part of the how, how convoluted it, it is is when it like makes Sora like meet Aladdin again you know for the second time um, and yeah. then you have to like sort of go through uh, Agrabah and the story is essentially the exact same um, mm-hmm. and then it's like he does it again and uh I think he does it again in like 365 days. Well, it's it's Roxas, but there's that, yeah. and there's a recoded one, and it, it makes it so confusing when it's like, it shouldn't be. <laughs> well, yeah, and in Chain of Memories, the conceit is that like, they're pulling these places from Sora's memory, so it's like he's going back for the first time. So yeah, it's not like why don't they recognize Sora? Um, yeah, it, it gets really convoluted because the deeper they go into this castle, the more memories he loses, but the more lost memories he recovers. Right. And so he like starts forgetting about Kyrie, who's the person you're saving in the first game, and starts remembering this other girl from his home island named Namine. Right. Um, and and then like he keeps getting antagonized by like Riku and Organization Thirteen by being like, "Oh, have you forgotten about the other girl already?" And like, he's like, "No, I haven't forgot about like," and he can't remember her name. Yeah. And it gets like it gets really intense and really interesting, but it's I'm just not in the mood for a really grindy game. And yeah. like, I wish that I could change the difficulty setting in the middle of the game because, like, I kind of like 
I was trying to avoid like doing it easy like I still wanted to actually like have a bit of a um, have some difficulty there like make it somewhat engaging but I'm at the point now where it's like I need to stop and grind and spend an hour preparing for a boss fight that I will still be a pain in the ass yeah um, yeah and that game doesn't make it very easy to go back and like you know grind out like Google points or whatever to buy packs in which you might not get the yeah. card you want you know it's it's exactly. sort of like the the worst uh, combinations of like getting Hearthstone cards you know you can't really like build the card you need you need to just sort of hope that you get it yeah um, and I accidentally I was selling all of my uh, lower numbered cards and the cards I have most of are the ones from Little Mermaid the like Crab Hammer or Crab yeah. Claw or whatever it is right. um, and I accidentally sold all my zero cards so that Oof. doesn't help Oof. Uh, yeah um, but like I, I have some other uh, keyboards that I use and I still have zeros for those but um, yeah it's it's hard either way like it's yeah. a pain in the ass like I, I I offset that with like I have a few zero heals which are really effective and nice to have but um, yeah like I, I want to be way like I, I'm super into the game but I just want to get past these like slow grind sections and I know that that's the entire like last third of the game so I might actually just like find a YouTube video with all the videos all the cutscenes and like catch up that way and eventually come back to it but sure um, yeah did you play the Riku storyline I did yeah I played through all of the the game and then I played through all of the reverse rebirth uh, yeah. campaign as, as Riku and like that the nice thing about that is while it sounds like oh dear god I have to do it all over again uh, I think it's actually like half of the worlds you go through as Sora yeah. and there's no deck building to it it just automatically like changes your deck as you get further throughout the game oh I didn't realize that that's awesome yeah so it, it kind of removes moves a lot of the, the things that you really dislike or that you, maybe you don't like as much about uh, the original game and it just it's a lot more story too well, which is fun yeah, see, and I, I like it. It's just that I don't like whenever I have to grind to beat a boss. Right. Like, like I need to grind, and when, when you level up, you get either the uh, synergy moves or you get um, more deck space, which is usually enough for, like, a card, if that. Um, yeah. And, or you can uh, increase your health marginally. So it's not even like, oh, I leveled up and my strength is higher, so I'm going to you know, whittle his health down more, or my defense is higher, so I'm not going to die as easily. It's a little more arbitrary than that. Right, right. Like, it's kind of a pain in the ass. But, um, yeah, I still really like the game. But, yeah, I, I'm not burned out on Kingdom Hearts, I'm burnt out on this iteration. It's like, it's like a 26-hour game. It's pretty long. Like, it feel like, it should be like 16 to 18 hours. Yeah. But, oh well. Um, Two... Two feels really good after you get through it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to get back into that. Like, what I want to get into, I forget which one it is that has uh, the world ends with you. I think it's three five eight days over two. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, but like, that's what I want. I want to get back into that world because that game is fucking phenomenal, and I want to get back and do it. I need to play it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we've also both been playing a lot of player unknowns. Kind of went over my highlights. Yeah. Um, been playing a lot with my roommate and uh pretty much every match he gets disposed in one way or another like almost immediately <laughs> whether it be from his computer crashing or just dying immediately so oh, no it's it's fun uh he's he's gotten to uh enjoy spectating 
Fair enough. Uh, yeah. What else have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Metroid Zero Mission on my Game Boy Advance SP. Oh, nice. Uh, I yeah. have that on my 3DS, I think, but you're going all the way back. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I have it. So, um... It's a remake of the original Metroid game on Game Boy Advance. Uh, like, you know, a complete overhaul of the, uh, the graphics, and I think they probably added a couple abilities to it, um, and then added a whole, like, section at one point in the game where you play as Samus uh, without her power suit. And uh, it's just a really fantastic uh, example of, like, what Metroidvania really means. Um, there's not, there's like a, not really much of a story, right? Like Samus is just like looking for mother brain to kill mother brain. And it's, it's good, man. It's, it feels really good. I mean, I'm playing it, um, mostly because of, uh, Metroid 2, the Metroid 2 remake remake that comes out, uh, this, this, uh, August, I think, or maybe September, uh, just to get back into it. Um, but yeah, I was I was considering buying uh, Metroid Two on the 3DS um, eShop once it's once I'm done with the Zero Mission, just because I want to try it as a Game Boy Color game before I try it as a remake. Oh man, uh, it's uh, it's something. Yeah, it's it's pretty old and dated. Um, I remember that about it. Um, it also I I re- was reading online like it's it's practically just about a four hour game or so. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, especially if you know what you're doing. Right. And so, like, that makes me really wonder, like, what is Nintendo going to do with uh, this, like, Metroid game to maybe, like, prolong the experience a bit so that, you know, they're releasing, like, a full-priced 3DS remake? I I imagine that they're going to add a lot of stuff, because I I don't think they explicitly said a remake. I think they were like, it is inspired by, so it's going to be, like, Mm. that expanded. Yeah. So, which I'm into. Like, I I would rather them make the best game that they can, even if they're, like, drawing from Metroid 2 for, um, like, uh, the, the key components of it, and, like, that's what they're going for. But um, if them taking creative liberties and enhancing, which they already have with, like, the free aiming, but um, with, like, the world and the story, if they take creative liberties and try to, you know, make the best thing that they can, then I'm fine with that. So, yeah, for sure. Just as long as uh, Ninja Theory isn't making it, or Team Ninja, whichever. I think it was Team Ninja that made Other M. Uh, yeah, Team Ninja made that. That was... Yeah. Yeah, what a game. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's a game, yeah. I think we also agreed that uh, Metroid Fusion might be the best, at least, uh, 2D Metroid game. Um, I, so, yeah, I, I was saying it's probably the best, depending on how I feel about that in Super Metroid on a given day. Yeah. And, like, as much as I love the Prime games, um, I love those two more. Yeah. So, and, like, yeah, there's something about Super Metroid that just has so much nostalgia in it. And, like, mm-hmm. I that that game is so much of me, like, playing video games, like, at an early age. Cause I had no yeah. idea what I was doing, so I could just infinitely play it. Yeah. Um, and whenever I made progress, it was just like, oh, my God. Um... Like, yeah, and then now being able to go and beat it in a couple hours, like, it's it's a really cool feeling, and I don't quite have the attachment to Fusion, but um, Fusion's great. Fusion's awesome. Yeah, Fusion, like, it, it, it freaked me out as a kid because it was, like, the, it's just, like, this plot about, like, these, like, diseases and, like, uh, you know, space 
alien ship that like infected exfe- yeah, infects like, Samus. They have like, to like, like, a, like airborne space virus that's like just floating around the ship that you're on. Yeah, everyone's like dead. You're exploring the spaceship, um, and it the your power armor becomes becomes like uh, an, an an enemy. Yeah, it becomes like sentient, and you're like in different armor and. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really cool. Like, it's really unsettling. Like, you come and like you start like super powerful, and you know you're running around just obliterating everything, and you know that Samus is big ass, you know this big badass that's running around, and then you get stripped of your suit and um, are stuck in an inferior suit, and then now like the big armor that made Samus such a badass is now like you're like the prime antagonist, and it's like oh shit, like it just unsettles you in a, like a way that is really cool and like twist into the narrative the like idea of Samus like losing her abilities and mm-hmm. needing to regain them like one of the better examples of that in games and like people have been talking about Spider-Man like uh, the game that's coming out next year um, apparently Spider-Man or Peter Parker's been Spider-Man for like eight years at that point mm. something like that and so it's like okay well like how is the skill pro- progression going to be and People are thinking that that's how Miles Morales is gonna kind of uh, come into the uh, equation. Yeah, like that somehow like Peter Parker will have to train him and yeah, like I, I, we see that all the time. And I think Fusion was one of the better games to do that in terms of like establishing why you're starting from nothing. Yeah, this idea of being quote metroided as like it's often called these days. Uh, I I still am holding on to the uh, completely irrational theory that uh they're gonna pull a uh, metal Gear solid 2 and you play as peter parker in the new spider-man game for like an hour um yeah. and then immediately transition into like playing as miles for the entire game yeah like or even like i think if it, they were gonna incorporate that it'd be a little bit more like shattered dimensions like oh you're gonna go on a miles mission then you're gonna go on a peter parker mission and they'll each have different abilities and that'd be cool like uh miles morales has his like venom stinger that peter parker doesn't actually have Hmm. Uh, and I think that they could di- differentiate them like they, they'll fight differently and one will be like I assume Peter Parker would be a little bit stronger maybe Miles is a little bit faster sure um, like I, I would like something like that because I didn't hate uh, Shattered Dimensions um, that game was actually really cool like because that was the one where you did Amazing Spider-Man Ultimate Spider-Man Spider-Man Noir and then Spider-Man 2099 and they each played as different kind of levels and I remember the the noir episode, noir uh, missions were really cool because those were like stealth missions. Huh. Um, definitely very like Arkham Asylum esque. Right. It was really cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for Metroid uh, Samus Returns. I'm excited for Prime Four. Um, I think it'd be if they put the Metroid Prime trilogy on Switch. I that would make me so happy. I feel like that would be a move that, like, Microsoft would do in a heartbeat if it was, like, an Xbox series of some sort. Like, oh, yeah. They'd just, like, like with Halo, like, okay, we're going to put them all out on there, and then the next year we're going to release Halo 5. Like, yeah. I feel like Nintendo could could earn themselves a lot of praise if they just sort of copied Microsoft's playbook a little bit here. Yeah. And I, I know that everyone is saying that, like, oh, nin- that, that, that makes too much sense for Nintendo to do, but, like, Nintendo's been on it, like... I yeah, genuinely they, think that um, the new president, after Iwata passed, has, like, given them a lot more, like, practical business sense in terms of how they approach things, and um, 
I think Iwata was trying to make too much of a toy company, and now they're back to, like, being a, like, quote-unquote games company. And yeah. so, like, actually catering to the game fans, like, because, like, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I feel like we're back to a point where we can trust Nintendo to make kind of logical business decisions. Right. Um, at least when it comes to, like, bringing third parties and being smarter about doing re-releases and uh, making games we want to see. Like, you know, I'm, I feel like Metroid Prime 4 got in development relatively recently. Uh, like, I don't think that that was an Iwata-approved thing. And I've, as much as I love the idea that they make... that they come up with an idea for a game and a mechanic and then they build the game around that... Right. Um, I, I really like that from a... Because it, it, for the past few years, like it, almost all their games that they've done that with have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, make separate teams that do kind of... Not that I want them to like start like becoming iterative like an Activision with Call of Duty, but, like, make more Metroids and make more of these games that people, like, you know, really want to see. I... Like, yeah. Like, what they did with... Um with uh, Fire Emblem most recently, like, in the past, like, year, yeah. year and a half or so, like, they just, like, released Two Fates and then, like, another campaign and then the phone game and then Echoes and then Warriors and, like, yeah. it's, like, I, I I would love to see them do that with, like, Metroid or even do that with, like, Pokemon or something, you know, just, like, really just, like, get all the teams to, like, focus on something for a while. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think Pokemon's the one example where you've seen them, like, and, and I know that that's the Pokemon company and, uh, Game Freak, like, as much or more than Nintendo, really, but like, those games for a long time didn't really uh, innovate. And, you know, uh, the, the innovations made to Sun and Moon were, you know, mixed by kind of everyone. Like, I really liked them, but like, that's a series <laughs> that, like, refused to innovate forever, and right. s- still was, like, the best-selling thing that was on any Nintendo platform, so... You know, and, and I, I bought all those games, so I'm not willing yeah. to judge, but, like, I think that there are games where, like, take your time and make them right, but just because you can't think of a mechanic or, like, a gimmick for a game doesn't mean that you shouldn't make another Metroid or you shouldn't make another Smash Bros. or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, you know, and so, yeah, I, I think that their new president was kind of like, hey, why aren't we making a fucking Metroid Prime game? And then... Just, started people at work on a Metroid Prime game. Um, so, I, 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 I'm excited for Metroid Prime. I would, I think that that's late next year. Uh, there was no date for Metroid Prime. Well, they, so there was like a rumor that it was like, oh, everything here was going to be 2018, and then it got kind of redacted. I think just because they don't like being that out of control of the, the narrative. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that that and... Pokemon Switch or next holiday. That would or be a good timeline. Yeah, or maybe Metroid's like, like early like winter, uh, twenty nineteen. But the wor- the worst thing they would do for themselves they could do for themselves is like, turn this this Metroid Prime game into the next Star Fox Zero, where like, it did just <laughs> announced it too early and then they just like completely, re like try again like halfway through development and then they just release what they made. See, and that's an example of them having that idea and then making a game around that idea didn't work, where they're like, oh no, yeah, like, you're gonna 
like simultaneously have a view on the TV and a view on the gamepad that are different, and you have to, and you have to manage them both. Like, God, like yeah, like th- that just wasn't great. And like, I if they just made a Star Fox game, people would be like, fuck, awesome, great. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, sh- I'm sure if they even just made that that Star Fox game, where like you just had the one perspective, right? And like I'm, that game probably would have been totally fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that they can't. They won't let the Switch turn out like the Wii U. Um, and, like, so far it isn't. Like, someone was tweeting about, like, just, like, the games that Nintendo is bringing to the Switch this year. It's uh, Zelda Mario Kart 8 Arms, which is a lot of fun. Like, um, we still need to play that together. Um, yeah. I actually actually haven't bought an Arms yet. Oh, I, th- I thought that you would start playing it. I, I was playing it at a friend's place, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Arms is great. Splatoon's coming out soon. That looks great. Mario mm-hmm. plus Rabbids looks awesome. Yeah. Super Mario Odyssey, Fire Emblem Warriors, um, Skyrim. If you're into it, like a lot of really dope indies. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and there, I feel like there's one more game. Oh, uh, the new Xenoblade. Right. Like. Like that's a pretty fucking good first year of exclusives. Like Mario Kart Eight sure is an exclusive and if you want to be picky about it, Breath of the Wild's on Wii U, but, like... You're not like, buying a Wii U at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like... Yeah, if, if you're still playing on a Wii U, like, good for you, the Wii is great, but, um, like, Breath of the Wild's a Switch game. Yeah, and um, if you are still playing on a Wii U, you're probably going to buy a Switch in the next year. It, exactly, and then when, you, then when you get it, like, you're going to need to think about, like, okay, like... I can only buy a few games, like, which ones aren't going to make the cut? Instead of, like, which ones do I get? It's like, oh, which ones do I not get? Because mm-hmm. I can't spend $400 on awesome games. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, if if you look at, like, consoles right now, and understand that on the Switch that it's mostly exclusives, but, like, like what exclusives are on PlayStation this year? The, un- the new Uncharted. Horizon came out earlier in the year. Admittedly, that was dope, but, like, I bounced off of it because Zelda was doper. Right. Um, and then Xbox had Halo Wars, and they're getting Forza later. Yeah. So, yeah, when you're comparing exclusives, like, yeah, I'll take Zelda and Mario and Mario Kart, which I put a lot of time into, the Mario Plus Rabbids. Um, if Fire Emblem Warriors is half as good as Hyrule Warriors, I'll pick it up. Yeah. Um, like, gosh, I'm so excited about Switch. This just be- turned into a Switch podcast. Welcome back think. to... Welcome back to fans of Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that that is uh, going to do it. We're going to do a baby episode because we're missing roads. Uh, it's really hot, and I haven't edited a podcast in forever, so I'll, I'll need as much time as possible. Um, yeah. yeah. I, thanks for listening. Thanks to John Bash for making some music. It's not going to be at the top of this episode, but I'll throw it in to send this out here because it's really good but I, I needed to throw a Rhodes a curveball, so I'm going to do it right out the gate with some fu- fun, fun music. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to us. Uh, you should send your emails to infoinfinitedogs.com or uh, add us on Twitter, at fans of genre or at infinite dogs, infinite underscore dogs. Yes. Um, yes, send us things there. Tell us what you like and don't like about the show. Um, it's probably Rhodes, yes and no. Um, you love him or you hate him. We all love him. Yes, and we we're love really him. excited that he's in Hawaii with with Grace. It's gonna be fantastic. You better find my favorite Terrace House boys. 
Yeah, and he better have Loco Moco. Yeah. Do it, Rhodes. I know you're going to listen. So, thanks for listening. Yeah, um, where can they find you, Brian, on the Twitters? Uh, You can find me at Brian T. Swanson on Twitter. You can find Rhodes at Rhodes Clark on Twitter. Uh, And you can find me at Mikey Krieger on Twitter. So, uh, thanks for listening. We, We appreciate it. Uh, please retweet please like and subscribe share with your friends do it beautiful and we will see you the next time that we do a podcast so good day (laughs) bye bye cool